0: welcome everybody to another episode of the awakening bodies podcast here we are we're so excited we're so excited to dive into another conversation um this is going to be one that is uh for me really cool to lead we're gonna get to lo- know lauren we're gonna get to understand who she is how she's gotten to where she's at right now get to a sense as to what drives her mission where she came from get a sense as to where she's going and what overall excites her moves her inspires her so welcome one more time thank you for being here lauren how you feeling
1: I'm feeling good. It's funny because we just spent like 15 minutes doing the same thing for Sebastian, and we realized that his mic wasn't hooked up, and so we lost like a good 15 minutes of Sebastian's interview, and I was just in this space like, ah, oh, I can't redo it. So now it's on me, and I almost don't feel ready, but I guess you never need to feel ready.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, being ready for what? To share about your journey and your experience? Just... Yeah. 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 You know, and and I'm glad that you're bringing it up and you're sharing authentically about it. That's one of the key things of leadership is to be able to share your inefficiencies, to be able to be open about maybe where you're lacking something. So thank you for that authenticity. I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Cool. So let's begin. Um, You're 27 years young and you're living in South Uh, south florida uh, with a handsome ass husband (laughs) and you're you're helping people in incredible ways doing things that you love uh, running the marketing side for a really fruitful yoga studio supporting women all throughout the country let's begin with this did you see yourself here let's say five years ago
1: Mm. five years ago what year was that Uh, it's 2023 minus five (laughs) (laughs) Two, three, one. honestly no no I definitely I mean I feel like we've actually talked about this previously like to a certain extent I did but not like fully like I feel like I've always had like glimpses of my life and how I was how it was going to unfold but not necessarily like what I was going to be doing more so the feeling that I was going to feel when I'm in these certain scenarios, um, but even when I say that, I mean there's some days where I am learning how to regulate and not be overwhelmed. And mm. so no, I, I never like really foresaw, foresee, foresaw, foresaw yeah, yeah. yeah. this <laughs> um, <laughs> being a reality. But at the same time, um, I kind of did
0: the feeling. The feeling of it was always there for you. The details of them maybe not so much. Yeah, got you. Yeah. Okay, cool. So with. Share the, the the audience who may not know you and is getting to know us. Um, where were you born? Where did you live for the majority of your yeah. life?
1: So I grew up in a little beach town called Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Um, it was a town that I still, to this day, absolutely love. And the only reason why I left there was because of the cold. <laughs> the cold as well as the environment. Um which I really, we have an incredible environment and group of friends here in Florida, um, but I lived all throughout like the Jersey Shore area, and I, yeah, that's that's kind of like where I'm from.
0: You know, it's funny because when I first met Lauren, uh, <laughs> the first time she ever drove on the Parkway, which for those of you that don't know, it's like one of the main roads, it's like an interstate road in Jersey. Uh, one of the first times she drove on the parkway was as we were building network marketing. And then I don't find out until a couple of months later, she says that she never really came out of her bubble of Point Pleasant.
1: You know, yeah. and I thought it was
0: just her. However, when I started to meet more of her friends and more people in Point Pleasant, I, it turned out that this was like a thing. Like People <laughs> like yeah. did not leave the bubble of Point Pleasant and I totally get it. I mean, it's a beautiful quaint beach town and great subs. Um, great restaurants you can drive your bike depending how far you are you can ride your bike all the to the beach and
1: yeah beautiful. you know I'm very grateful to, to have grown up in that area I mean I was a 10 minute bike ride from the beach a mile away I'd always you know go for a run or walk my dog to the beach and it was very beautiful and it's one of those things that um, I definitely took for granted because I didn't know anything else um, and it, it's funny because, I mean, I eventually got out of the Point of Pleasant bubble, me, especially like now. once <laughs> when I met you and we started traveling all over the country for the network marketing company, but it actually didn't like really hit me to like the beautiful area that I lived in until one of our good friends, Scott Thiemann, came down <laughs> and he we were in our Belmar apartment and he was like, yeah, the Jersey Shore, like at the Jersey Shore. And I was like, oh. Yeah, that like, I don't know, it just like hit differently. And, you know, being in Belmar, going to Bar A, and we've only been there like three times, but like seeing how many people from all over go to Bar A and like there's lines for Beat the Clock on a Tuesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's just like... <laughs> whoa that's crazy but growing up in this area was so special and having such close-knit uh community you know my best friends were my neighbors for majority of my life I practically lived on a compound growing up there was like a hole in the fence we would go in between each other's yards and yeah I mean I didn't really have to go anywhere else Mm. like the beach was there my friends were there Mm. life was good
0: and I mean, till this day, there's it's still a pretty tight-knit community of friends hanging out. I mean, I know your parents and their friends. They're so very close, obviously, as for some of your f- closest friends till this day still come from, which is beautiful. Now, growing up in the area that you did, um, so right now, can you share for those that don't know, what, what do you do for a career, for a passion?
1: Mm. It's a great question. I'm still trying to find the words to that. <laughs> okay, cool. So No, but I'm a, I'm a holistic health coach, and so it, it kind of got um, so many different other experiences across my life. I started off in the personal training industry, and then I – I mean, maybe I should just go from the start.
0: <laughs> sure, sure.
1: So growing up, my father – I didn't know him at this time, but even when he was young, he was a bodybuilder. He was a personal trainer, and growing up, I was always like – not pushed into sports, but encouraged to go play sports, and I loved it. You know, soccer was my main thing. I played basketball, softball. I grew up, started playing volleyball, and so I was always active. And I honestly was never a good student um, in school. Like, I just wouldn't get the best grades. I grew up having a learning disability, and well, so they say. I think it was just a label that they put on me and the amount of sugar that I was eating Mm -hmm. (laughs) didn't really allow me to focus. Um, but so yeah, I grew up and I just really wasn't the best student. I was actually the one causing a lot of trouble. (laughs) Um, and my parents one time, they like, I think we all went to the auditorium and they had like a special night talking about, um, vocational school. And one of the offerings that they had was health and wellness and I was like, huh, that's interesting. And my dad being in the industry that he was and knowing how much I love sports, he was like, why don't Why don't you apply for it? Give it a shot. And I was like, yeah, eh. didn't really feel for it. But I was like, why not? And so I applied for it and I got accepted. And that's like when my whole life kind of began to change. You know, I actually enjoyed going to school. How old were you? Um, This was junior year. So junior and senior year, my schedule changed. I got out of the Point Pleasant bubble. (laughs) (laughs) I started um, going to vocational school, actually where Sebastian's from, ironically, Tom's River, which was about 20 to 25 minutes away. And it was an awesome experience. It was, it didn't, you had such a small classroom, probably, I don't honestly know the amount of people, but I would say anywhere from like 30 to 50 I don't even think 50 is actually a lot maybe like 30 people and for half the time we were sitting in a classroom learning everything that there was around the anatomy of the body of nutrition of exercises and then the other half we would spend and go actually work out and like apply everything that we were learning and there was an actual like full-on gym like in our classroom so it was like pretty freaking cool that we got to like live both of like the classroom life and then not just like your typical gymnasium it was like an actual gym that is like really good equipment so it was such an awesome experience of like being able to learn hands-on because i will say for me personally i am not a good like textbook uh person Mm -hmm. like i learned so much more with hands-on And so from there, after two years, I still have my binder. They're like, they're they're textbooks in itself. They're pretty, pretty fat. (laughs) Um, But from there, we got certified. And then I was off into the personal training world.
0: Cool. So obviously, you found your niche from a very young age. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And so here you are now, you obviously graduated, went to school for that once you got out of high school what happened then
1: yeah so I started I didn't apply personal training right away actually there was like a time period actually I did go and apply for a gym and I got (laughs) hired but as someone who watched the kids I was like the babysitter in the gym (laughs) and I was promised like you know you could work your way up and eventually become a trainer and even though that was all bullshit. They just wanted me there to watch children. But I didn't really believe in myself. There was fear. There was like, can I actually do this? Um, and so I didn't pursue it. But then um, I started going to vocational school. Or not vocational, sorry. Um, OCC, which is a county college. And this is when network marketing came into my life at the same time. And I was really confronted. You know, I had a bunch of young quote unquote, professionals (laughs) coming at me, but really coming at me and sharing just like, you can own your own business, you can do your own thing. And ironically as well, um, Sebastian's going to share, but he also was looking to dive into the the PT world of um, physical therapy. And that was my dream as well. However, I never like fully saw that out because I knew like the amount of money that I would have to put forward. And I was like, I love my family, but we don't come from that. And am I really looking to take out hundreds of thousands of dollars, with the hope of paying it back? And network marketing, like, really brought all this to the surface. And so I straight away, I ended up dropping out um, of college and pursued network marketing. And so there was this time period where I was pursuing network marketing, but also being a babysitter, and. Um, we actually had an event in Miami for the network marketing company and I needed coverage for this babysitting thing at the gym and I told him about like three weeks in advance and I said I won't be able to make it and long story short he said if you don't show up then you don't have a job and I was like okay and then like the second to last day I mean I kept telling him hey I'm not gonna be there. And I didn't show up, and then I didn't have a job. Mm -hmm. But it it was, um, I had so much faith in this network marketing company, what we were building. And I was like, this isn't even what I wanna be doing. I don't wanna be babysitting. And so after that transition happened, um, I started applying at different gyms. I got into a gym in Bricktown, and then my career path started to go a little bit further. I actually started training clients. And, um, this was back in 2014, I believe. And I'm so grateful that I still have some of those same clients that were my first clients ever. They're still with me now mm-hmm. training via zoom, like twice a week. I have a woman named Joanne. Uh, she's one of my favorite clients. I can't say favorite. Um, <laughs> but she's, uh, she's in her eighties and it's just so beautiful to, to be able to support these women still on their path.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah and to believe in me at such a young age as well
0: (laughs) so so that's that's because that's a beautiful thing that at such a young age i mean at this point you are definitely still under 21 years old am i correct yeah yeah i was 18
1: 19.
0: so at 18 or 19 years young here you are supporting people through their health one a couple of them are still your 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 clients today if you look back in the past i mean you're 27 now so if if you look back almost 10 years Um, what would you say has supported you to have your clients stick with you for close to a decade?
1: Mm. I think it comes down to relationship.
0: Mm.
1: You know, even though that um, you can achieve all of your goals, but I think even specifically with personal training, it's the connections that you build with someone Mm. and the accountability, right? I think everyone to some extent... Um, appreciates the level of accountability that they can be held under when they hire a coach or um, a therapist or something. It's just that level. It's sometimes harder to hold ourselves accountable. Sure. It's so much easier to be held account to.
0: Oh, of course, of course. And that's what you're so good at doing. Do you have a story that comes to mind? Um, let's do this. Let's do this. Unexpected. Oh. oh, gosh. Anything that you're embarrassed about in your personal training world.
1: Oh, Wow.
0: Not like that you're embarrassed about, but like a, sto- like a story that you can think of that's like, ooh, like cringe.
1: Okay, so this ha- doesn't have to do necessarily with any of my clients or or that. But, you know, there was a point in my career path when I was very like stressed out. And I, it's almost like you're when you're in a career or when you're in a relationship and you, you know that it's your time to leave but you don't leave you know it's like that sense of um certainty that you're gaining from it and in my heart of hearts i knew that it was my time to move on and this is specifically when i was training at um my recent the last gym that i trained at jersey strong and i mean i loved it i loved my clients and that's why like i couldn't leave but anyway i was just overwhelmed i was like so overwhelmed and i was training i had Back-to-back clients like all day long, sometimes like 7 a.m. And then I'd have a break in the middle of the day and then I would go back. And, um, and so I guess a, a story, an embarrassing part would, would be like when I'm leaving the gym and I had one of those long days and I'm just stressed out and I would go to the Whole Foods cookie bar. <laughs> and I remember that like I would be so ashamed and fearful if someone were to see me. It would be like, wow, I just saw you getting out of the gym. Like, they're they're checking out with, like, their chicken breast and broccoli and sweet potato. And here I am at the cookie bar, like, getting some dopamine hits from this cookie that I was just, just to fill a void. Ah. And it was a huge reflection for me to see, like, okay, Lauren, I think it's time for you to move on. And also to stop abusing food. Mm. And so when you ask that question, that's, like, the first thing that really came to my mind. And it segues right into the teachings that I, I live by and teach my clients now, yeah. not using food to, to fill a void, mm. but only if I knew then to really ask myself, like, what am I feeling? Yeah. What do I really need in this moment?
0: And, you know, it's what you're pointing to is, is so big because that's a those questions are typically not asked. We're typically not guided or led to ask ourselves what kinds of questions. I mean, here you are, you get done with a busy day of work and course i'm gonna go to the store and get myself a cookie and give myself this dopamine hit in the time you didn't know that you're like cookie yeah
1: yeah but (laughs) and i think there was also (laughs) your facial expression on that was hilarious (laughs) um i think i also knew what i was doing but it was like no i earned this and i'm gonna reward myself but then meanwhile i'd go home still exhausted still going through the same experience over and over again
0: Mm. Mm. so so much for us to unpack there but let's do this let's explore with because here you are you again at such a young age you've done so much multiple businesses you've supported with multiple projects serial entrepreneur to this day so share with us the journey that you went through at the young age of opening up your own gym and what that was like and what are some takeaways that you have gotten from that experience
1: yeah well i think we just like jumped a little bit we did, we did jump timelines um, there. After my first personal training job that I had, um, two co-workers and I decided to go our own way and to open up our own studio. And so that was an incredible experience in itself because it was my first time. I mean, even with network marketing, you quote-unquote own your own business, but this time it was like, all hands
0: brick and mortar yeah like front.
1: all hands on deck like we need to make this work <laughs> it's not like I just stopped ordering my product it was like no you have rent to pay you have bills to pay um, and so that was a beautiful journey we were only open for about I want to say six to eight months not even mm. um, until you know we had someone come in we were in the middle of training our clients and we had someone come in from the town and said you guys aren't supposed to be open like uh excuse me who are you (laughs) you're like yeah we are like we we're renting this space we have clients in here the everything's working they're like no you never got certain permits for you to be here and long story short it was actually put on the landlord's responsibility to do and because he didn't do it we actually had to shut down um and it was honestly a blessing in disguise because I was in a point of my life where it was like, wait, do I really want to be tied down to one location? And this is when like online fitness really started becoming a thing. And I just honestly, in my heart of hearts, just really wanted to go out and travel. But I was like, I don't have something reoccurring. Who's going to train my clients? Like all these things were coming up. So it was honestly a blessing in disguise, but I'm so grateful for the opportunity and so grateful for, um, Mr., Cremner for allowing us to fulfill on a dream that we had. and um, Yeah, it was a huge learning experience.
0: Share with us what's one of those learning experiences. It doesn't have to be the one, but like what's something that comes to mind from that journey?
1: That if you want, and this is something from Jim Rome that I've taken even when I was at the other gym. If you want to make more of an income or if you want to make more of an impact like bring more value to the marketplace. Mm. Like how can you continue to show up and just serve and be more valuable? And it didn't mean if like I was personal training, but how could I go into the community and do other things for the community? Because the more you give, the more you receive. And it may not be in a monetary value, Mm. but it might come in different shapes and forms and love and energy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And again, here you are, at that age, still super young, given the value of helping people get back on their feet. Like, yeah. literally, some people that could not be active, once you work with them, to be able to get moving. Yeah, Literally. It's incredible.
1: Yeah. So, and then it was like, I felt like, during that time, I was like at the peak of my career. But then we had to close our doors. And then, living with you at the time, kind of living with you, I didn't actually... I wasn't on the lease, but, you know, I was that girlfriend staying at the house. <laughs>
0: yep. Toothbrush, two shirts, four yep. shirts.
1: <laughs> and then eventually moved yep. in. Um. But all of your roommates and all of our friends started to go into the solar market and knock doors for solar panels. And the money that was in the industry and that still is in the industry was um, way more than what I was getting paid and earning throughout sure. my personal training industry. And so... I got off my path for a little while and I got into that industry. I worked my way up to leading um, door-to-door visions and, you know, dropping people off and coaching them with you. And it was, um, it was great because I got to experience something different than the personal training world. Cause that was like my life for a very long time. But it also, um, made me realize of like, what are you doing here? Mm. Like, you're not happy. This is when Sebastian and I's relationship was at the lowest, but my bank account was the highest. And so I thought that that was going to make me happy. But in truth, it really didn't. You know, I dreaded going out and knocking doors and selling solar panels to people. And um, yeah, and there was just one day where it clicked. I was actually in Thailand. Um, this was a trip that I booked with the person that I um, co-owned the gym with and i was at this point where i just didn't want to go back to knocking doors and i was in the the slower season i was in the winter um when i went and i wasn't making a lot of money at this point the summers and the springs and the falls were like great but the winter like nah i do not want to go out knock solar in the cold rain and snow and so i was like dead broke out in thailand and i was like when i go back I need to go back to what I'm good at. I need to go back to my purpose. You know, I was, like, overweight. I wasn't treating my body well. I was experiencing heart palpitations. And I was like, I need to go back. And so I went back. I applied to Jersey Strong, which is, like, this Jersey gym. Um, And I just knew I was going to fulfill on that and be one of the main trainers there. That was just, like, my vision for myself in that. And a week later, I was hired and... Yeah, it was I told myself that I would never go back in a big box gym, especially after owning my own gym, but I bit my tongue on that and I was just like, I have to go back and this is something that I love to do. And I wasn't expecting there to be there as long as I was, but I also had other clients that I would drive to and yeah, it was I look back and I still have much, some of my greatest memories and experiences were with these people and at this gym. Mm. Mm. And I'm forever grateful.
0: What a journey. What a journey. With getting out of the solar industry, which was obviously not in alignment with you as an individual, as a person, with your being. I remember so vividly you came home, and like Lauren said, this is a time in a relationship where I was at the lowest in so many different factors, different conversation. But I remember you very clearly saying, I'm gonna go and work out and start working at a gym again. I remember you saying, I'm going to be one of the best uh, performing uh, trainers there. So that level of confidence came from somewhere. Where would you say level of certainty came from?
1: Think and Grow Rich. Ah, what specifically
0: <laughs> nope. about Think Grow Rich?
1: Just the power of our mind and understanding whatever I affirm and step into, I will be that. Mm. And not like in this cocky way um that I feel like most people can fall in the trap of but more so of like I'm going to provide the most value I'm going to just serve and give myself give myself to other people give it my all yeah and really just I mean I don't know I was never even spiritually inclined when I first stepped into a gym and started training people but I always felt like I was going to be this conduit for bigger work And then it wasn't until, like, that gym where I actually started fully embodying that. And even so to this day, like, I don't say it's just me. Like, I truly believe. Like, you know, I would have whole plans written out of what I was going to do with a client. And as soon as I felt like I connected with them and tapped into their energy, it's like that went out the garb, like, that went out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Which is is a huge intuitive factor for it. Yeah. You know, and I love what you're pointing to because the, the, and this ties into the laws of the universe and the laws of, of really just life. The idea that you put your mind to something and that caused you and opened up the space for you to step into that thing. I think it's really easy for people to get caught up in the ego aspect of it. Like look what I did. Uh, there's a part of that. There's a part of personal choice. You've took the time. You've read the book. You actually put time into the affirmation. You actually did the affirmations, which led to the sense of confidence, self-esteem, which ultimately led to the actions. So that's it's I love what you're saying around. It's people you got to be mindful of how much it's about you making it happen versus how much are my choices being taken from a place of consciousness. And then from there, can to allow for a greater good, greater force, faith? whatever you want to call a divinity to flow through. Like you said, with your clients, you had a plan. But the moment you got into their energy, it's like intuition came over, your higher self came through. And at that point, it was you sharing with that person what actually was best for that person, not what you wanted. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Huge. And it's something, you know, I still work through. I mean, we just hosted, well, I hosted a um, women's mastermind event um, and just the past few weeks, I was really in tune with service, and Pastor Sean said something of like, stop living like for you and live for God's will for you. And I was brought to that same thing that I just shared of like, mm. okay, am I just doing this all for me, or is there a greater purpose? And I constantly have to check myself. Mm. Like, why am I doing this?
0: So it's up into God because obviously it's a foundation. It's a pillar for our relationship. It's a pillar for our life outside of our relationship. God how did that come into your experience? You just mentioned before that before the big uh, the big box gym it really wasn't in your in your I guess focus. how did this come around and how did you develop your faith?
1: Hmm. I feel like I've talked about this in previous podcasts before yeah. um, but to kind of sum it up in short, um, I looked up to certain people within business context for a long time. And (laughs) we're still recording though. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's funny. Um, But so I looked up to people in business and they would always give their gratitude and honoring and say like, it wasn't me, it was God. And I was always like curious around that because I didn't grow up in, um, in church or in religion. And so I just kind of always had an open mind. And I constantly just was curious. Um, It wasn't until... And and I actually went down learning different religions, like uh, not Christianity, um, Judaism and Hinduism, um, and really took on studying them and the practices. And I had a lot of resistance towards Christianity, I think just because of the mass population and how it's kind of pushed down your throat a lot Mm -hmm. um, in some sects. And, uh, and yeah, I was like, okay, I've resistance. Let me lean into this. And it wasn't until like, I've always been open and like exploring Christ consciousness and understanding Jesus, son of God. And I had like resistance towards that term and still kind of do like, it's (laughs) still, I'm still an exploration on it. Um, but it wasn't until uh, hearing about The Chosen, which is an incredible series around um, the teachings of Jesus, and it wasn't until like I started to actually understand it and got some questions answered till I really started to grow my faith.
0: Mm. What happened in birthright when you went out in Israel?
1: What happened in birthright? Wow. Well, I became just more connected. So my mother is um, Jewish. She... Just by default. <laughs> yeah. I mean, growing up, she she took part in some of, I believe, the religious practices, but more so the tradition. And so I, I had the privilege to go on Birthright and really learn my history and where I came from. Um, and so what happened during that, it was a beautiful experience. I got to really see um, the mysticism behind mm-hmm. Judaism, which I really, really resonated. And same thing with Christianity, the mysticism behind it all. And I realized that it's all pointing to one thing.
0: Mm. I remember having a conversation with you when you well, freshly came back. And Lauren and I, what was cool, one of the things that really attracted me to Lauren in the beginning is we started to talk and she's like, I want to go to church. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, like, let's go to church. Because I mean, that's, that's how I grew up. And I was open to it. I grew up in a very Catholic culture. I mean, to this day, it's Colombia's mostly Catholic Born again is like this thing that's like kind of frowned upon in a way, which is, again, so interesting. Like you start to see the separation that occurs in what's quote unquote faith. Uh, but when Lauren mentioned like, let's go to church, like, yes, let's absolutely go to church. Let's continue to explore this together. There was something so attractive to me about having somebody there that is also exploring that conversation of faith. And
1: meanwhile, I have no idea where that came from because that was like on one of the first nights where we were like we really connected. And yeah.
0: Yeah, interesting. <laughs> no? interesting. So uh, Lauren gets back from actually no, you're still at in birth right, and you have a conversation with me. I think you are talking about Svat, which is the mystic, uh, the, the the town where mysticism is very prevalent out there. Mm-hmm. And I remember you sh- saying like, I actually want to explore this deeper and like what this is all about. And I just remember when we were having the conversation, it was this like visceral like yes in my body. And then you came back and we started to explore. We jumped around. a couple different congregations some things fit and then they didn't um at what point for you were you like okay this is a conversation that i'm going to continue to explore and then once you made that decision what did you start to explore that's led you to where you're at today i know the chosen like you mentioned before is kind of played along with that with that but that's been maybe a year in the making
1: yeah i mean i just became more curious the mm. things that I didn't resonate with, I started asking myself, why don't I resonate with that? And instead of just like shutting it out, asking people who said it or who could give me guidance on it, like, I don't agree with this. What does this actually mean? What is this perspective? And there's some things that I still don't agree with, but, um, or like fully understand, I should say. Um, but yeah, I just became more curious.
0: mm Mm. you know it's beautiful because even just you speaking the your humility shows like the mm-hmm. idea of uh you don't really agree with it it's like no you don't really understand it i think that that's a conversation uh where i think a lot of people close off because it is a revelation it is an opening up it is a discovery it's not a like let me go find this in a book it's more of a personal journey yeah it's powerful how has god and faith uh, tied into your business and businesses I mean,
1: Like I said, like, it's everything for me. Um, I just constantly, it's my prayer that I'm here to do work higher than me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, I mean, every time I get on a call, it's, I pray beforehand and just ask that what I'm about to share, it's going to be received and it's going to be for the person's greater good. And that may God just continue to work through me. Mm. I truly believe that um, we all have such powerful gifts. But sometimes we get in the way of it with our humanness. Yeah. And so if we could allow ourselves to open up and receive and then share. Sometimes we always think we know the answer. And actually that that's a big thing through to kind of go back onto the path of my career Um I went through, um, integrative Institute for nutrition and that's because I really just felt this pull. Like if I'm going to help my clients, I have to help them with their nutrition as well. Like I have to support them and, and like, cause we all know it's like 80% nutrition, 20% um, exercise. And so I went down that route. It was a holistic way of nutrition and, there was something that one of the instructors and the facilitators and teachers said, and it was along the lines of even though you might think you have the right answers, you may not. It might be a completely different experience for them. And so it's that constant reminder of like taking off what I think is quote unquote right and giving the other person the option to explore it for themselves i love the quote and it's like a healer doesn't give answers a healer gives the space for someone else to heal themselves Mm -hmm. and i would say like that has been the biggest lesson and concept that i do my best to bring into my
0: practice it's amazing it's powerful to not have to be the one to bring the answers yeah that's the ego coming into the picture so Let's take a look now because, again, young woman, very successful in, in in many different ways, doing a lot of big things. What would you tell uh, a young girl right now, 2023, 20, she's 16, 15 years old, who is just lost, does not know what to do, feels the pressure of knowing exactly what she wants to be next, and is just in this place of uncertainty?
1: Mm. Well, at that young, just enjoy life. Mm. That's such an interesting time of life, especially mm-hmm. for a young woman. Mm-hmm. You know, the hormones are shifting and life might seem so hard. Which don't get me wrong, there's definitely moments, especially in today's generation. I could only imagine if I struggled during that age, how it is right now with social media. But just have fun. Be easy. Be easy with yourself and this is your time to explore. And for people who were graduating high school you don't need to know what your next journey is going to be. I think a thing that there's a major downfall on within the school system is thinking that you're supposed to know when you graduate high school like what you want to do, who you want to be, how you want to what what your career path is going to be and as college can give you that segue and opportunity, you still haven't even experienced life. Mm. Like, my purpose is constantly changing. My idea of how I want to live my life and how I want to serve and my career path is constantly changing. Like, heck, I didn't think I was going to be a marketing director. (laughs) You know, I have, I thought it was always going to be fitness. And here I am, like, essentially a graphic designer for a company. (laughs) Like, I didn't think it was going to happen that way, but I love doing it. And so I think. Um, if anything, you could have multiple passions. Mm. You can be multi-faceted in in what you do, and it doesn't always have to make sense. But if you have a call in your heart to do something, go after that. Mm. Go explore it. It doesn't have to be your end-all thing.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. See what it's about.
0: What are you mostly proud of yourself for?
1: I'm mostly proud of myself for moving here to Florida and realizing that I don't have to constantly be chasing things for a long time you know living with my parents or not in the career path that I wanted or not receiving a consistent income I was always chasing those things it was always like okay when I when I get here when I hit this benchmark when I move out when we get to travel that will hold my happiness and you know i'm grateful for the amount of places we've been to and people i've got to serve and moving to florida i'm grateful for all those things but when i was chasing those physical objects there was still an emptiness inside it was like okay i'm here but now what i'm just supposed to shoot for the next thing shoot create another goal and so I'm really proud of the mindset that I've cultivated in knowing that every single moment is an opportunity to experience joy. And that happiness isn't something that's outside of us, it's inside of us. And we get to cultivate that. Mm-hmm. And when I actually realized this, I remember being in this state almost of like emptiness. Because I was like, wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) Like, what am I doing then? Do I actually want to be doing what I'm doing? Mm. If I get to create meaning out of my life, like, is this how I want to be living? The answer was yes. It was just leaving me in this feeling of like, what do I chase after? Wait, there's nothing to chase. It's all right here right now and I get to access it.
0: Mm. If you were to describe your mission to somebody today, what is that?
1: I immediately go to like my mission in business, which I don't know if you're asking my mission in business or my mission in life, but I guess it can be one of the same. And that's just to live joyfully, mm. to live in a state of bliss, to not allow moments. Of course, there's going to be moments where I'm going to get upset and be angry and be overwhelmed and experience the humanness. But to embrace that, to just embrace every emotion. Actually, um, I believe it's Joseph Campbell. Yeah, he's one of them. Um, He says, uh, Bliss is being able to feel, I might butcher this, but being able to feel any feeling to its maximum potential. So it's not just all the highs, but it's being able to feel. Mm. Like when I'm upset now, it's like, I don't care. I will cry. I will punch a pillow. I will get angry. I will feel that emotion flowing through my body and then leave me. And then I'm in this state of just bliss. Like, wow, (laughs) that just happened. Wow. I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm feeling my body like tense up. How incredible that my body is literally reacting because I feel unsafe. How can I allow my body to feel safe instead of shaming it? Like, oh, I need to stray away from this feeling. yeah that's my ramble
0: (laughs) i mean that's a big level of acceptance a big level of understanding of oneself self-awareness uh thank you for sharing these because these are big questions on the spot by the way these were not planned
1: no had no idea what sebastian was going to throw my way and i never know what he's going to throw my way
0: (laughs) okay let's um leave it with this what are you excited to create this year coming up (sighs)
1: <sighs> what am I excited to create? Well, I didn't know we were going to be moving this year. So I am so grateful that we have this beautiful white kitchen. So I'm so excited to be creating um, meals and recipes and content that I feel like really represent me. Um, and just, yeah, that reflect me. I'm excited to be experiencing this, this aspect of living my life in a way that is created I feel like last year was trying to figure it all out and try to juggle all these things. And time was um, almost like against me. I didn't really know how to manage my time. I didn't really know how to set boundaries. So this year is all about like, how can I continue to move through and and still have a pretty packed calendar and do pretty big things and travel the world and uh, still and not get overwhelmed and burnt out. <laughs> mm. That's what I'm excited for. Mm.
0: Mm, Beautiful. Full life and creation. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. One last question and it's it's connected in a bit but different from the proud question, what you're proud of. What would you like to be acknowledged for?
1: I would like to be acknowledged for being okay to shift my career paths. I don't even know if that answers that. But yeah, I think for for a while there was a lot of um, shame and guilt that I felt from like leaving my personal training clients. And so, but even though I knew it it was in my heart that it was time. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about like live personal training. Um, And yeah, I mean, I do miss that. I think about it almost every single day. And I sometimes question like, was that the right decision? Even though I know, fear makes you do crazy things. (laughs) 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 It makes you question, it makes you forget, it makes you, yeah. Um, So yeah, just acknowledge for where I'm currently at in this stage of my life.
0: Incredible. Incredible. Lauren, it's beautiful to see you shift from one thing to the next and to see you grow from one being to another. It's incredible to see you connect with people and love people. It's amazing to be in a space with you that's so uh, grounding and peaceful your voice just brings a sense of um, equanimity, of peace, the sense of like everything's going to be okay. And it's not just for me. I've heard many people say that to you. So it's an honor. It's a pleasure. I am blessed. I'm grateful. Uh, God's blessed me to experience Aww. this life with you, to be creating this experience of life with you. Um, this conversation has been super cool because here I am. have been together for 10 years now in a relationship and there's still things that I'm getting to know and understand deeper. Thank you for showing up consistently. Thank you for being you and all that you do. Thank you for the love that you bring into our household. And I'm really glad that we have had this conversation today. Aw,
1: thanks, babe. (laughs) (laughs) You make me tear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. So that was an amazing conversation. You got a glimpse into Lauren Rose Fitzpatrick's life. Uh, She's not going to change her last name from my understanding. So (laughs) it's really cool to be here with you. And if you are feeling pulled to understand and get to know Lauren in a deeper level, make sure you give her a follow on Instagram. It's Lauren Rose Wellness, correct? Yes. Yes. Lauren Rose Wellness. Go check it out. Connect. And thank you for being here. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Awakening Bodies podcast. Our commitment is to be of value to you, to support you. Maybe through our journey and through our stories, you're able to experience you and yourself and your challenges in new ways so that you can step forward in boldness and power in everything you do in life. We can always have the experience of evolving into a different version of ourselves, and we believe that through conversation, this is available. If you found this conversation of value to you, make sure you pay it forward. And if you are so feel and pulled to, leave a review down below. Let us know what you think. This feedback is supportive to us as we go through this unfolding journey of growth and development ourselves. Thank you.